people people thank you for joining us this week it's me well obviously it's me my name is amanda clark by the way if you weren't here for the first or if you will be here for the ones to come my name is amanda clark and thank you for joining me on mind matters last week we discussed the well we didn't have much of a discussion however it was more of an introductory situation or podcast where we discussed uh, the fact that the mind matters. We pay attention to other things or sometimes we leave those behind and it can come to flare up. You know, even though a part of going to the doctor when we notice something that we can see when something is you know struggling or challenging our physical health going to school when we realize we want to advance in our careers however we haven't thought about the therapeutic aspect of it and how we can develop and also maintain hone our emotions as we are very emotional beings and trust me it does play a part in our lives so we should focus on our mental health sometimes there's us there is a stereotype that is buzzing around about mental health we also have like there is this stereotype not only from groups of people who are ignorant but also people who are of upstanding character and they are, you know, professionally developing in our society. However, they do not focus on that. And mental issues or emotional stressors not dealt with fester and they become an infection just like any other sore. And eventually they will get to a point where it starts to bother you. As an individual, you may not focus on it. You may think as if you feel lost. You have moments where you've zoned out. And honestly, I commend the individuals who have a passion, like whether it is they play sports, they go to church and so forth. Yes, going to church, connecting your spirituality or connecting to your spiritual side, it does help with your mental health. However, there are certain things that, according to the Bible, and also just general things that, forgive me if I'm wrong, where being a Christian, things you are made to rely on God. And sometimes you honestly just want to cry. You honestly just want to, so you can cry to the Lord, yes. But it's also good to talk to somebody, because I, I myself know can attest there's a great feeling when you have offloaded i don't mean kill people with no problems but i mean when you have trust and trusted someone to the degree where you discuss certain things with them and they also actually care they actually give two percents and the fact that they are able to listen 
that makes a huge impact in anyone's life. And I'm glad to say I have that person. And it's so one time they're not tired of me. And however, it's not a one-way street. And it should never be. It should not be selfish to or issues alone. Because everyone has their own internal struggle. So we should never forget that. However, that was the recap. And also a few additional words attached to that but this week i am talking solely about isolation and the experience of having covid along with a few tips for mindfulness mindfulness is not something that we're going to get overnight so it is something that is going you're going to actually see it being repeated over and over as we go along in this on this journey together and I'm so glad that you've decided to hop on this ride, boarded your ticket, everything. You are set, secure. Please put on your seatbelt because we are about to start the show. Okay, so as I said before today, we are touching on isolation, COVID experience, and mindfulness. So I think we all have various reasons why, um, you know, isolation is a thing for us. Uh, It's not a case where I'm saying it's straight across the board. And sometimes you, we discuss this, as I said, I'm in nowhere professional. I'm speaking solely from personal experience, research, and I will also be getting opinions from you, I hope in the future along with even now as you listen to this you will have thoughts in your mind that you would like to express and no one is shunning you from that as i said this is a safe space do not be afraid there is no judgment here point blank and done that is it boom 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 okay so the main reasons i personally i am on the clerk please note the main reason I, Amanda Clark, think isolation becomes a thing. And it is something that I've experienced and also seen. Isolation is meant for these three main reasons. That means there could be various reasons out there. But these are the three main reasons I've noticed, experienced, and seen myself. So the first one, to rebuild The second one, depression. And the other is a part of domination. It's part of abusing someone. So, let me explain. Before we get into this, a part of me wants to talk about the COVID aspect first. And I think that will lay a bit of context in the entirety of isolation so how upon if i'm talking about the diagnosis aspect i my father had been ill for an entire week i was back and forth to work Uh, i was taking public transportation at this time 
I took a bus to work. Well, I took a taxi. Then I took a bus. And then I got to work. Took a bus to go home. Then took a taxi to get back. Yeah, it's four means of... Well, four vehicles that got me to pretty much the same place each day. Anyways. Anyways. Okay. So, we had that. Came back from work one day. Saw him in bed. That was not the usual. He's usually down by the garage. And he's doing work. Along with tracing people and just being in general self. His general self. Uh, and having a drink or two. So forth. He's in bed. The next day. And then the day after that. It. It wasn't too concerning for me because really and truly, when he is sick, he exaggerates a lot. He's like a big baby. He does not know how to take pain. So he that's his major weakness there when he's sick. Anyways, there was one of the days where he had to eat, eat something or he asked me to warm. Yeah, he asked me to prepare. Well, we would, you know, Jamaicans, we like to try home remedies before we go to the doctor. Come on, guys. I can attest to this. I've done this before. It's kind of in our culture because, you know, we don't like the bugger medication. And just, I don't know what's our fear when going to the doctor. There are some of us who are much better than this. And at the slightest sign of any illness, they will turn up to the clinic or the doctor's office and i commend you guys for that however there are some remedies that i still personally think can be cured at home however this was not one he was sick and he chose to stay home in bed for several days however i made some garlic with honey tea worm and I ended up having to feed him this. When I realized that I had to feed him, that's when I realized this was, okay, this was strange, but okay. Fed him the tea. He was so hot. The room, the entire aura of the room was like droopy. It was just so, there was so much heat coming from him and coming from the room itself. And he didn't want any fan. He was sweating, but yet still he felt cold. It was a fever, you know, we experienced this. So, after that fever, we moved on. Two more days passed. This is how stubborn men are, and some Jamaican people in general. So, two days passed. He's getting sicker, but I'm not aware of it 100%, because we do not share the same space. However, I am on the road uh, transacting some business. When I get a call on the phone, Manda, Manda, come, 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 come here, God, doctor, no, please, quick, 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 quick. And best believe this guy sounded as if he was about to start crying. So you know who started going in emergency mode i do not panic first of all i i'm not a panic person 
So I go in emergency mode. This is where my emotions shut down. And I get the task done. I was probably 25 minutes away from home. Yet still I arrived in five minutes. Please forgive me. It's an emergency. You got to flush. You got to step on that yes. And you got to maneuver your way to point location in order to reach on time. I was worried. I didn't know what was going on. I knew he was sick from before. And he called me. That was out of the blue. So I had to I had to go. I ran to his aid. Well, I drove to his aid. And as soon as I came, I heard that he fell. Which, you know, heightened the concern. However, I'm in emergency mode. So there's no emotion. We just prepare. Uh, and we left. The, when I said we, he came, my stepmother came, and my grandmother came. My grandmother had recently got gotten her last shot of the, what's it, AstraZeneca. So she, you know, she was floating on a cloud. And we went to the office, you know, we went to a private institution. They called for a COVID test. Yeah, so they're saying, okay, so I'm running ahead of the story, but while I'm also telling the story, I have this problem. I'm so sorry, guys. At the doctor's office that we went, it was about, it was about 7, 7 p.m. He did not get through until about 7.30 and thereabout. It's They don't have a slow response time. However, there were other individuals at the time. And we stayed, you know, I waited in the car because I did. Only one person could go in with him, which was my stepmother. She elected herself, which I had no qualms with. So I stayed in the car. I actually fly the trunk because it's a station wagon. And I laid in the back. It was pretty chill while giving news to my stepmother's sister who was there at the time because she stays over probably one or two times a week depending on her work schedule because she works out she lives in country but works out in town so she was there my brothers were home and my stepmother was texting me she's always frantic she's a, she is the person that goes in panic mode so that is why i cannot have a panic button on me because i've known her for years and no one every one of them can't take they they can't take pressure i have so i have concluded this they cannot manage or control pressure i am the best one at it i'm not going to brag that's not something to brag about but i'm just stating the facts whenever anything has hit the fan this is the metaphoric fan and the metaphoric feces, which I will not say really, but when that hits the fan, he's in a mode where he is super aggressive because he feels attacked. And she's in a mode where she is very frantic and, oh my God, I can't take this. That's them. However, I am quiet. Which tells a lot about my personality and also how I handle emotions. Anyways, back to the story. She's in there. She's texting me and saying, 
you know, they're saying that it's it's protocol at this time to take, like to do a COVID test. COVID test is $7,500. Uh, he's going to do it now. The doctor checked his lungs and so forth. And like stethoscope stuff. Anyways. Checked. Whatever. Then she texts me back. It looks as if he has COVID. Oh my God. He has COVID. When I saw this text. In my head I was saying. Okay. Wow. So what do they do now? Do we have complimentary COVID tests for everyone else to take? When he came back. He came out. He actually came out. They, then he came out with like a prescription. They prescribed him some antibiotics and stuff like that. Because they were saying based on how his breathing was. There was some cold or congestion there. So they told him, you know, rest it easy. Get these stuff that we prescribed. And, you know, watch and maintain yourself. And, you know, isolate. So, he went in the van, in the vehicle. After going in the vehicle, it seemed as if everybody was ready to leave. And I was saying, hold on. If you have COVID, we have to take a test. You, you guys are crazy. Are you guys mad out of your mind? This is why I say, you know, I'm the best at this. Anyways, my stepmother and I took the COVID test. My grandmother opted not to because she was covered under the blood of AstraZeneca. So, you know, she did not take a test, but covered. Anyways, this woman is strong, centuries strong, years strong. I don't know, but she's powerful. Anyways, we took the test. My stepmother is the closest in proximity to my dad. And she was diagnosed negative. As for myself, I was positive. After having that result of being positive for COVID-19, I didn't panic, but I did what I always do to manage a bad result, which is I joke and laugh about everything. I was the one that drove there. I was the one that, well, yeah, my stepmom was the one that drove back because we had just been diagnosed with COVID. So our idea of isolation while in the car together was me and my dad being put at the back of the vehicle and my grandma and stepmom in the front. I was wondering, how the how did I contract this virus? Like, what? I don't even feel sick, really. I, I only had a sore throat the week. And I was taking hauls and I felt like on one day I felt really, really bad. I had a devil headache and I took a pill and I went to bed early, which I normally do not do. However, I didn't say anything to anyone. I just was, you know, I was fine. And my dad was still sick, so I stayed away from him. Really, all of from that one time. So honestly, I was just puzzled. However, you know, you always see the advertisements and so forth and people and you read and COVID doesn't have a feature. Just like how mental illness does not have a feature, you just you can just contract the virus and you'll be fine and you can contract the virus and you'll be dead. 
it's 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 completely dependent on your body completely dependent on so many other factors i cannot get into right now the point is i had no idea why but when i went home i kept cracking jokes and i was like hey guys you know um the patient the patient that's not really ill you know sometimes they're the ones to go out more than the the ones that are actually ill i stayed strong for about two days two days then covid actually grabbed me i could barely breathe i had headaches for days constant fever and to add an icing on the cake as if it wasn't enough there were certain times in the day in which i was extremely busy i could not stand up i could not even sit up in bed because i felt everything was spinning around me and once everything started spinning my body literally slumped over and this was this was so weird like i didn't know what to do but luckily we had my grandmom and my stepmom was also a nurse to her doctoring so grandmom ate soup with pepper and stuff and then we we had um we had like medication and tablets uh zinc so much medication and stuff and to be honest i barely took them i only took the ones for by the headache because sometimes that would prevent me from sleeping during covid i watched a lot of netflix but i also i painfully binge watched netflix i had to send send notice to work people prescribed me anyways yeah sorry about that guys so it was quite a harrowing experience honestly because because mental crystal as much as people it is to help you mental crystal is powerful however if you have covid and you're very congested you will not notice anything about mental crystal covid better than mental crystal that's what i'm telling you i had soaked some in hot water and it's it's it found its way to spread around the entire house and even to the point where people were coming up the stairs and they were coughing while i was over the bucket that had the mental crystal in it and i could not smell anything covid honestly it took me like after the the headache aspect subsided it was mostly the issue with the dizziness and breathing i got an oximeter from my mom and you know we maintained more liquid for me there wasn't any antibiotics given because based on my levels at that time you know there wasn't much congestion on, on the day as i was diagnosed however it became that way over time 
but I did not return for a visit or anything because we were still in isolation. My brothers had to stay away from me and it was definitely very emotional for me because I'm the type of person I every night before they go to sleep I hug and kiss my brothers. I tell them that I love them and now every sign of me operating in the house which was just from my room to the bathroom was spraying as if I was you know a disease which I was carrying a virus and I I don't wrong them for doing what they did and like dodging me and stuff like that it just felt really hard because that's the time when you would think you want someone around however you can't have anyone around because you will get them sick and you don't know how their bodies will react and at the same time it was a thought that i hope that i ensure after using this place i spray it as well because i and i hope that they sanitize and i keep reminding them to sanitize because you know I don't want you guys to get sick. I don't want you guys to get this illness because it's wicked. And I just want them, wanted them to be safe. Post-COVID was even harder because the mere thought of going out back into the world and possibly contracting that virus again or being susceptible now, what else can I pick up based on the fact that my immune system was just weakened because I was fighting this virus. So during that time, I actually got a taxi to carry me to and from work. And it stayed that way until up to this point. However, it there were a few days where I actually went on the road. And it was not public transport, but interacted with people it was just uh, there was this feeling of angst or you know you just feel very anxious and you don't know what can happen so it puts you in an emotional state where you're a bit fearful because you don't want to get sick and also uh, I'd say the best way of describing it is saying that something challenged your ability to breathe breathing is a part of living and to be back out in the world you have to you have to reintegrate yourself to that people coming close to you you limit that i limited that and it took a while for me to adjust to certain things and there are certain things that still phase me however no I am not that secure because I've gotten a bit relaxed and feeling back in my elements. So, yeah, isolation right there. It was okay at times when a Netflix show was going good, but at times when I wasn't able to show compassion and love to the persons around me and painful because of the physical strains that it placed on my body yeah back to isolation in health 
isolation represents one of several measures that can, can be taken to implement infection control, which is similar to me having COVID, being isolated to one area to prevent the spread or to limit the spread within the household. Uh, so this is why I refer to those three main things in life. Well, main things I main reasons I think isolation is about for people on a general basis, whether they're ill or not. It's a case where they want to rebuild, could be caused by depression and domination. In the case of the rebuild, I've actually done this before. Whenever I feel that age clock ticking, or I see that age clock ticking, and I say, you know, when I was younger, I did not envision myself in this position in life. I didn't envision all these struggles that I would face. However, I didn't think I would be here. So I don't want to be in this position right now. What? And the constant worry and thought of not accomplishing what I need to accomplish, what I want to accomplish in life, it sings on you constantly like a mosquito in your ear and it causes you to feel down on yourself. Not, It's close to having a depression, but it's not that strong. But what it allows you to do is to assess the things that you're doing in your life that are wasting your time and the people that are also included in it and also the sacrifices that you're making of your time to others and what you do you seclude yourself in order to create this master plan of how you're going to attack the world in order to become a better person so you stop socializing with a few people you drop out of some groups or you just stop communicating i've done this so many times in my life i it's hard it's, it gets harder to count my mother has a big issue with this because i even stop basic conversations like conversation about feelings yeah so she's had some issues in the past with that uh what i gotta say about this It's a bit selfish. However, in life, we should not be afraid to be selfish with us. You know, because honestly, no one, no one truly, everyone tries to impact or tries to do the best in their interest. There are only a few people that actually commit selfless acts and we must commend them in this life i wish i had known a few more however i've gotten the unfortunate hand to witness well i wouldn't say unfortunate because it actually teaches you a lot when you meet people that are selfish and just plain old users them like you the people but anyways rebuild is it's not that bad but 
when it becomes a point where you're forcing this rebuild, you're forcing yourself into this manufactured person overnight because you don't feel like you're where you need to be, you continue this pressure. And then the pressures of life adds to this. Then you continue pounding on yourself. And then the self-doubt comes in along with the negative thoughts. You're not good enough. What are you doing? This and that. And craziness and more craziness. And what happens is you become depressed. Yes, there are other factors to the depression. But you seclude yourself now. You don't talk to anyone. You're not doing anything to rebuild. You are just solely in this state of depression. In this state where you just don't want to be around anyone. You don't want to do anything. You're just tired of the world. And whatever could come next, allow it. It does not matter. Life does not matter. That's the the mindset sometimes and it even goes further to where people think of suicide where people think of harming themselves to release some of that pressure because depression is depression is not this narrow road where you just you're automatically just driving and driving until you reach this dead end no it's this road that's so wide there's so many other things there are so many other intersections so many that turns that you can actually make. However, your mind, the ship is telling you, continue down this road. Stay down this road. The GPS is saying, do not turn. Stay down this road. Continue. Go further. In 400 meters. Next 500 meters. Please do not turn. That is what it is saying. It's saying, continue. You're going into this spiral where you're going down 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 and deeper and deeper and only you can pull yourself up yes there are people that can assist give you know a listening ear and so forth but only you can determine if you want to listen to them if you actually interact with anyone and when you go down to this road you will pass different checkpoints you'll pass a checkpoint where there's someone there fanning you down to stop but you continue you'll pass another checkpoint where there's no one there telling you to stop but you feel as if you're lost but you don't stop you continue driving then you reach the checkpoint where people are saying what are you doing what kind of driving are you doing are you crazy can i help you still know what kind of driving you're doing you continue they don't know what they're saying. They don't know how you feel. They don't really care. Who are they? Anyways, you continue going down. Further down. The further down you go, the less people you have warning you. Because you will have that point where it's no return. And it is up to you if you sink or swim. Because you are driving yourself down into the ocean. You are driving yourself over a cliff. And that is depression. That is the true fear.
feeling of it that is my best description of it it's going down a road where really and truly you have you have 10 million other options but based on how you feel based on what is happening based on the gas that you have that is where everything is pushing you and you have narrowed that road now you have created a blind a blind state for yourself where you're only seeing one thing that's what's it called there's this thing that a lot of people in law enforcement use that term it's something about vision it's about narrow vision i don't think it's narrow vision that they call it but uh, probably it is where you there's so many other things to see within your peripheral however your mind is dead on set on one thing and that's the spiral the other thing now why people are secluded or isolated it is when another person tries to do it with your permission whether willingly or unwillingly you become you find yourself fond with someone you find yourself fond of someone or of the illusion that they pretend to be and you seem to be falling for this person a lot of a lot of us don't stand in love we tend to fall i I guess that's the stronger aspect however falling allows you to fall for a lot of things and falling for the pretense is one of them in this situation you fall for the pretense of that person and eventually takes you to a point where you are accepting when they talk to you a certain way they have gotten to the point where it seems as if they are now a permanent stay in your life however that's not the case because you can always change them but based on human beings that we are we like things that are familiar even if it's abuse even if it's the same old same old we are not tied to anything even if you have a child you can move with that child yes there are going to be complications but you are not stuck as a young person who is unfettered that's what i call myself unengaged i am not i don't have a child i don't have a chick or a child to worry about so if i choose tomorrow to move to a different place it will not bother me because yes on one hand i don't know anybody there or i'm not familiar with that place but there's no permanence to this world we could die tomorrow what is the sense in permanence so we and we um enlarge or create this scenario of this person in our life and they become further and further engulfed with this individual that's not really treating us good you know but we continue continue and continue you accept the threats you accept the abuse until a point where you're actually fighting with the person now but for some reason both of you would like to tussle it out and continue and kiss in bed the other day which i don't really understand but you know you do it 
I understand having an argument, which is a discussion where I disagree with something, you disagree with something, and we try to find a way to move on past it. If we can't, then we understand and we agree to disagree or we move on from each other. But I do not understand having an argument where you are going to physically fight or you're going to verbally abuse someone and they're okay to lay in bed with you the other day. Are you crazy? I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I'm not for it. I am going to. At that time, if this was a past me, I would I would resent you. I would honestly resent you. However, a more mature side of myself has arisen. Is that a word? Rose. Yes. Inside of me. And it tells and teaches. Yeah, as I said, something has arose within me that has brought me to a different appreciation of life. And it doesn't it doesn't make sense to manage someone. So I wouldn't know. However, back then I would. I made no qualms about that. However, I don't I don't <sighs> This part is just frustrating for me because I don't think you can put your hands on me or I abuse you and you should be okay with it to continue this relationship i feel once abuse in any form is introduced it done right there so why you need to continue why somebody please give me an explanation why when there is no permanence in this life you can drop dead tomorrow why do you sit down and accept it yes i can understand and this does say a lot about me because i'm saying this is a safe space it is a safe space and i'm not acting with aggression i'm just acting with that passion and the fuel burning within me because i disagree on that but you would say something different so please let me know this is what we want a conversation so we can create some form of understanding within this society so that we can better help each other because it is not right for you to be a victim of abuse a constant victim if you are in a situation where you can help yourself if you cannot help yourself you ask for help or i know with the law sometimes it's very hard and very difficult because you are made to seem as if you are being victimized once again once you report it and it seems now more than ever that you are the cause of the problem when really and truly you are not not because you choose to have a bagger man should you be abused for doing that while on the flip side you should disclose that to the people and let the people know that you're not that type of person that you're steady tell them you take incoming and outgoing calls okay Please do not be dishonest to yourselves because you're lying to yourself. You want to keep the pretense of this relationship when you're trying to do 10 million people. And you know how it goes, you know. They must find out. And sometimes you're trying to please somebody else by doing something that contradicts with the exactly who you are. And you end up hurting the people that actually care about you because you have to lie to them 
in order to cover. That is something for a different time, but someone who abuses you takes time to isolate you from your loved ones, your friend, anyone that would give you sound advice, anyone that would provide you with a system where you can actually voice your opinion your concern, or just as a sounding board. They are no longer there because that person has has made up their mind to actually isolate you. So you are solely dependent on them. So what tends to happen is you, you, you develop Stockholm Syndrome. So you are okay with your aggressor because the aggressor is the only one that's there. They are, they are your only support system because they have strategically taken everyone else off the board. So now they can manipulate you and say there's nobody. Nobody wants to help you. Nobody cares about you. Where are they? Because they have isolated them. You stop talking to people, they don't talk to you if they realize you're not you're not doing something to help yourself. It's kinda hard for me to say, hey, 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 you know, stop doing that, stop doing that, stop doing that, move away from that, come with me, come with me. This is a safe space and you turn back in the fire and I'm supposed to keep running after you. I am going to do things to help myself as well. I've told you to come out. I've given you a hand, I've stretched out that hand. And I'm waiting for you to take it. But you haven't. My hand is getting tired. I can't hold up for long. So this is what they do. They drag you into that fire. And they burn you. And it's very sad that some of these. Individuals who are burnt. Get burnt to the point where. They actually die. Whether they die inside. Or they actually die. It is truly a sad case. However, these are the three reasons, I think. Depression, rebuilding, and domination. These are the three reasons isolation happens. And this is why we should be mindful. This is where mindfulness comes into play. It is, it's an art, really. It's more of an art than something that you learn overnight. It's something that you have to hone and perfect. Uh, However, you cannot truly be perfect. So we went into a rant about COVID, isolation. And it was mainly about isolation today. However, there are some mindfulness tips and activities that we can go through over time because as I said it's not something we're gonna get right then and there so mindfulness number one it's yourself what are your values what are the things in life that you cherish what are the things in life you wish people to notice about you or to cherish is it your integrity Is it your compassion? Is it your loyalty? What is it that you bring to the table 
that's a core truth to yourself. Something you can hold yourself accountable by. How do you feel? How do you feel? How do you feel right now? Right now I feel fueled up. I do feel a bit hungry too. But I feel fueled up. Engaged and present with you. I feel passionate about this topic. I feel passionate about mind matters. I feel passionate about the mental well-being of each and every individual. Along with myself. And what are you doing? What are you doing? Right now, I am talking... I'm recording an audio, which should be sent out. And that's what I'm doing in this moment, at this time. I am talking at a moderate level now. Probably I was a bit heated before, but that was because I felt so passionate and I feel so passionate about it. So it's assessing what you're doing. So it's assessing in general, how, how is that working? So... You assess yourself. Say, for instance, you're in a different situation. My value is loyalty. My value is love. I am arguing with my son because he didn't do his homework. I am shouting. I am shouting at this child because he hasn't done his homework. How do I feel? I feel angry because... I've told him 10 million times, like, do your homework. Why aren't you doing your homework? What am I doing? I'm shouting. Why are you shouting if you said your main value is love? This is how it comes into play. And then you think of others. Who are, who are they based on my observations? He is my child. Or this is my cousin, this is my friend, and I'm shouting after him. I'm shouting at him. They are a meek individual. They're not very outgoing. They're very shy. How are they? I don't think that they're good right now because I'm shouting at them. They're, they don't have it in their nature to argue, or they're not in a position to argue. What are they doing? they're crying or it could be a case where the person is just upset and their face shows it you have to think about others feelings how your actions affect them if you actually want to be a mindful person to actually be a good person you cannot just react to everything under the sun and expect everyone to be okay with it based on the fact that you are just being yourself. That's crazy. What world do you live in? Huh? What world do you live in when you think it's okay to just shout at everybody that's walking around you? With the fact that you are in a present space where, come on. Don't you have any concern how your action affect others? Don't you have any concern for someone else other than yourself? How can you con contain yourself? How can you 
allow yourself to be enraged by such simple things are you that simple-minded or is it just it's a bursting anger that's developed over time because you have not paid attention to what matters your mind it causes a lot of these things that we're talking about today are you now understanding the importance of it all your actions what have i done what have they done how does that affect my relationship how will that affect your relationship with this person if you keep shouting at them every time they do something wrong they will not want to do anything wrong yes however they understand now that you are not the type of person they can go to when they want to talk to somebody because you're going to judge them and you may just end up shouting at them because you've done it in the past the reason why they could not have done the homework could have been simple because they didn't understand it and they actually wanted to wait for your help but you've been so busy and they have now forgotten the homework and that is that's a reasonable explanation however you're not waiting for that you don't want the explanation you are just shouting you're just ranting because you're tired of this world you're tired of everything that got in your way today and you're just having it out this happens every day sometimes it happens when a child or partner is trying to get your attention and you think they're just being annoying they're being too too clingy when in their head you're just being very distant as a person you don't seem as if you like to express emotions but you've you've given them this pretense which they have now fallen into and now they're clingy to you how does that add up and then in the case where it's a child someone who actually needs you to be there for them you are distant and you don't know a child is not a fully formed adult or a fully formed individual that's able to freely and solely express what and how they feel sometimes they express in actions and sometimes they don't even on themselves understand what exactly is taking place so when you are not giving them the necessary attention or when they have to be reaching out allow them the opportunity or think about it think about why could they be clinging to you now what happened try to have a conversation with people instead of completely closing off and i've done this with myself try to have a conversation i've closed off to people and then i think i say i know that what i've done is wrong but i keep doing it so i assess it i say why have i closed off myself because this person i i don't mind talking to them but when i talk to them they talk about their problems and honestly i cannot manage mine right now so i don't think i'm in the best day why don't you say that say that then 
yes, you can. You don't want to hurt their feelings. But say, hey, I know that you're going through a bit of stuff right now. But give me some time. I'll reach out to you, okay? Please, uh, having a bad one. You'd be surprised what the answer is. Suppose it's a conversation that hurts another feeling. I've done that before. I've expressed myself completely and wrong, uncensored. However, it was not taken in the lightest way as I thought it was to be. Because we all interpret differently. And we react differently to stimuli. So, what you think is a lighthearted joke could be very serious to someone else. And this is why mindfulness is important. This is why mindfulness is not something you're going to do overnight. Because you are just expressing yourself. And you will understand, you will come to understand that eventually, or in in due time, sometimes who you are and who someone else is, there is a clash maybe you cannot be around the person anymore maybe you cannot maintain this relationship and you have to come to a conclusion and say this is not going to work because i i've compromised enough or i choose not to compromise and it just won't work we are two different of individuals and that that is all it is in life. My apologies if there were too many cuts, too many wind, or hints of breeze blowing in the background. This space has definitely changed. There is no echoing or my voice alone. I will ensure that I set a space that we can have or save space safe and quiet space i do thank you for joining me today it has been quite the podcast it quite the episode you know uh wow i just want to say it's it's something that we should really invest in ourselves so that's why it's close to home because we should be intentional about our mental health just as we are intentional about buying a house or buying that new design of shoes whatever it may be so with that i'm gonna close but before i do i want to leave some good words with you. You are wonderfully made. You guys are great people. And nothing, nothing that phases you right now will matter in some years to come. You are not your circumstance. And you will overcome it. By steps. Taking each issue one day at a time take it one day at a time it all doesn't have to be in one setting and i know sometimes it seems as if 
your problems find a way to compact itself meaning at the same time this is happening another thing is being dealt with another thing pops up however sometimes it's not that case sometimes it's a case where we allow things to fester and unnoticed but let's try to pay attention try to pay attention and focus on it really matters at the end of the day feel free to leave a comment leave a long-winded message i appreciate your opinions and let's keep it going let's keep everyone informed oh and i appreciate the showcase that's going on for the filmmakers so far the best one i think is the one where this girl was wow she was just hella crazy but i love jamaicans they're very creative you know and it's dramatic we are dramatic people so it's wonderful to see everything on the stage another thing keep looking up you know keep looking up everything can be done in stages and we can accomplish what we need to and don't beat yourself up there's always someone here to listen and i really don't mind being there thank you so much for listening people people enjoy the rest of your day it's been a pleasure and i invite you to the next one what will we talk about in the next situation let's make that one a surprise okay and join us next week mind matters